0: Our scripture reading today comes from Acts 2, 42 to 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money they had with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello, Vineyard Springbrook. Um, Today we're going to continue our series on spiritual formation called Formed. Um, And today I get to talk about a topic which is that I think is a big deal in our formation and the spreading of the message of Jesus, and that's community. Um, Community is one of the most important spiritual formations I think that we have in the church. And when I talk about community, I'm not necessarily talking about church on Sunday morning because church on Sunday morning is important be there, but I'm talking acts to what aaron just read in which we are coming together we are praying together we are sharing a meal we are are doing the lord's table and we're adding people in daily we are bringing people to, to faith we are bringing people into community and that's what we see in the early church they had their commission from jesus to go into all the world and make disciples but they had to figure out a way to do that. Jesus had just left and you have these group of people trying to figure out, how do we do that? And their answer was community. And not only community, it was if they built a family. And that's key. I think we can all agree that there is a difference between reproducing kids and shouldering and sustaining a family. To reproduce a family, it's hard to say what's involved. It takes choice, love, commitment, and openness. It's true you can reproduce kids and not even be a parent. But to reproduce family, you have to be a parent and then some. This is a true truism that I love. It's individuals can only reproduce individuals. But only communities can reproduce communities. Only families can reproduce families, as it turns out, because the skills The experience, the virtues of doing family, of doing community are only developed within doing the actual community, doing the actual discipline. It develops qualities in you and and requires stuff of you that no other experience does. So that, as it turns out, leads to growth because it develops the skills and virtues and habits that can sustain a community and that can create another community. And another community. It then can allow us to gather in and develop others. So it makes sense that the early church would say, This is the way we're going to spread the message of Jesus and the way we're going to go about personal growth. Uh, because the skill of discipling masses of people is community. Now, to some of you, that may scare you um, because the church community has not always been healthy. There are not good places out there, good churches, good communities out there. And that's a sad fact. Um, And the church community that we're calling family may be weird to you. I've had the horrid experience of watching a church split on a Sunday morning during a men's Sunday school class. Um, I've had people say things about me that were false and hurt me. Um, Even... More recently, um, the last six months, I took over Vineyard Knoxville and we tried to sustain it, but we ended up having to close it down. And it wasn't as if I was closing an organization. It felt like I was breaking up a family. It felt like I was breaking up with people I loved and developed a relationship with in Jesus. And it felt like I lost a family. And I say all that to say, guys, I, I understand the bad experiences that come from community. Um, um, I, hear, I hear your cries. I hear your pain. Um, and that doesn't make the abuses that happen in community okay. But I still believe that Jesus' way of allowing personal growth and spreading the message of Jesus comes from the community, comes from the people of Jesus united in Christ learning to grow, and learning to spread the message of Jesus together. Now, there are a few things I want to say this morning about community and why it's so important in our own development formation. Uh, The first thing I want to say about it is community is a lot harder than just having relationships. The discipline of community is a lot harder than having friends. You know, um, because as an introvert, I don't know if you guys know this, but people can be inconvenient sometimes turn to the person next to you at home and say, people can be inconvenient. If you're brave enough, turn to the person next to you and say, you can be inconvenient. And I think that's a truth, though, not just for us introverts. If we look at huge chunks of the New Testament, those uh, epistles that Paul and others have wrote, They are advice to Christian leaders and churches, and those letters are precisely about this, about the discipline of community and the commitment and sacrifice it takes. There's a popular verse used for this. It's Hebrews 10, verses 24 through 25. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and and all the more as you see the day approaching Paul here is basically saying don't give up on meeting together don't give up on community because then you're going to lose the encouragement to go about good deeds the encouragement to love one another even difficult inconvenient people and what Paul's saying is don't give up on that because community is really important Even in the early church, the early church leaders had to look at people and say, don't give up on community. Don't give up on being together. Now, I know you're not going to give up on Christ per se. I know that you're not going to give up on faith. But here's the thing. If you give up on life together with one another, if you give up on community, if you fail to commit to one another, all of those things seemingly melt away after a while. So let me tell you, do not get up on meeting together. Do not give up on community. Even in the first generation of Christians, someone like, do we really have to do this? Can I just believe in Jesus and be cool and hang out and, and treat people nicely? And the early church fathers were, no, we need community because of the formation that it developed within us and others. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul says, Carry each other's burdens. There is a lot in that phrase because hanging around people can sometimes be a burden. It can sometimes be inconvenient on you. But it's how we care for one another. It's how we do not just do relationships and friendships, but we do community. And he ends that verse in saying, And in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. This is just a fancy way of saying, in life together, you are complete in Jesus. You are complete in Christ. There is a work of completion that, and that word fulfill means, sorry guys, there, that word completion means in the Greek to fulfill. Fulfill means to be complete. And there is a work of completion that only comes by assuming care and responsibility for the people around you especially the people you would choose not to do community with, the people on which you may walk into that small group for the first time, walk in and say, oh, that person's here, right? And that's interesting. So let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 5. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others, this is one of Paul's favorite analogies for the church. You just can't cut off your arm and be okay. We need the whole body of Christ together. You need every part to be healthy, and we all belong to one another. Turn to the, turn to the person next to you and say, I belong to you, right? Because we belong to one another, and that's scary, That's why it's important that we honor one another well, which we have talked about a lot at Vineyard Springbrook recently. If I'm honest, it's easy to see the problems and the dirt in people's lives. It it doesn't take much of Jesus to see that. But what it does take a lot of the eyes of Jesus and the view of heaven to see is what Jesus is delighted in people about, to see the giftings, to see the gold in their lives, and to help them bring that out. That's what Jesus has called us to do in community to grow and develop and to love one another. So, community is a lot harder than just having casual relationships. It's, re- it's relationships of commitment, love, and sacrifice. The second thing is if you don't do community, you will get stuck in life. Um, there's a pastor I love. His name is Jordan Sang. He pastors a church in Honolulu, Hawaii. He has this quote, which I think is true. He says, if meeting with other people of faith is not routine for you, you will be immature. Not only do you get stuck or remain immature if you don't commit to community, it's possible that you're going to take others down with you. This is something I've learned in being a leader of a faith community and watching other communities over the course of the last 12 years. Um, If you're not committed to community, it's real easy to spread the idea that community just is really not that important. And that spreads to everyone else around you. It's also, I think, just as easy to influence a culture of community. It's just not as intuitive to us. It's not what our culture develops in us. There are a thousand ways to show people that this community is not acceptable, right? Right? But there are a thousand ways to sow people love and commitment to those that are not acceptable. Those are two separate things. Let me say those again. There are a thousand ways to sow people that this community is not acceptable. But there are a thousand ways also to sow love and commitment to those who are not acceptable. Because that's the gospel of love, right? Jesus says, love those who disagree with you. Love those who persecute you. Now, hopefully no one in our church is persecuting you or is your enemy. Um, I hope that's not the case. So loving people around you, even though they may be inconvenient, is a part of that. So love the people that are inconvenient. Love the people who, for you, are hard to love because of disagreements. Here's the truth. If Satan wants to take you out, if he wants to de- decrease your influence in the world, one of the under, underrated ways in which he does that is sour the opinion of the people around you. Offense is a cancer and it kills community, and it's one of his plans to kill community, to kill your influence and growth. He will get you out of community and if he will get and if he can get you out of community, Certain things will stop developing in you, and if you stop developing, you will get stuck in life. You will get stuck in your faith. And because Paul was really tired of seeing this, he would say things like, if at all possible, keep the peace, because he was seeing communities ravaged by offense. He was seeing people disagreeing with one another and getting offended and not acting in the love of Jesus. And Paul was burdened by this because, because community is so important in the furthering of the gospel. It's one of the number one ways in which the early church fathers went about it. And that's because culture comes from community. Now, culture, guys, is a collection of norms and expectations that is reinforced by a group of people. That is why at Vineyard Springbrook, starting this Monday, we're doing a difference course for the next five weeks. We want to build the habits and culture that develops and make us a church that has a culture of reconciliation. Even if we disagree on things, because unity doesn't happen in uniformity. We don't have to agree on everything to be united. So we need to develop the skills and have those conversations with one another. Because if we can't love and have those conversations inside the church without getting offended or slandering or gossiping about someone... And it's likely when we develop those relationships with people that don't know Jesus outside of the church, we're going to get offended and gossip about people. So the values of spreading this message of Jesus outside of the church happens when we embrace the community inside the church and learn to love and forgive one another. And guys, if you're not currently practicing this discipline of community, It's likely you just won't develop the skills or culture necessary to spread the message. It's likely we as a church of 200 people, if we're not invested in community and walking together and forgiving and loving one another and being patient and bearing burdens, we won't develop the culture it takes to affect the culture in our community. That happens when we learn to be the people of Jesus in community. I want to end with this story. Um... Because it profoundly impacted my life and what I think about community. I was at a small group at Vineyard Maryville, and um, it was our last meeting. And we were coming together, and we're laying hands and praying for each person. And we went through all the people, and we got on this one person, and we're praying. And one person in that group stops and says, Hey, I think the Lord is wanting me to let you know that he loves you and that he sees you. And and this person starts to cry. And then Jesus spoke to me and told me to tell her that he was going to give her friends and community in this next upcoming season that was going to come around her. And so I told her that, and we prayed, and it ended. Um, And after it ended, she'd walked out to her car, and she got her phone. And on that phone, she had a ton of missed calls and text messages. And she called them back and she got the news that someone in her family had killed themselves. Um, and she came back in and we prayed for her. And the reason why that so much formed me in the importance of community is because there's no other community in which Jesus will speak through truth when you're about to go through a hard time and which the voice of the Lord will come through and, and give comfort when we're about to go through uncomfortable things that happen in life. Community in Jesus is one of the most important things, guys, that we can give ourselves to. So if you're not in community every week or regularly in our church, I, I, I would commend you to sign up for our difference course this Monday night for the next five weeks. I'll commend you to start a, a core group. You just need three people or join one of our already existing ones, just send me an email. Because Community Guys grows us, it, it produces in us Christ-likeness, and that's the way Jesus wants to spread the gospel and the message of the kingdom. So uh, as we end here, I want us to do something that I missed that we don't do in person together, and that's communion. Um, and communion is communal. It's where we together, even though we're not meeting together in person, we are people who love Jesus. And we're going to come to the table and take up the blood and, and the blood, the wine, which represents his blood, and bread and that represents his body. I don't know about you guys, but two weeks ago I had a pancake that represented his body and I had syrup that represented his blood. Use whatever you have but I just want to bless our communion and our time right now. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take, eat of this my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament which is said for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. So Jesus, I pray for Vineyard Springbrook, that Father, that we bless the communion as we go and take of the cup and the bread, Father. And not only that, Lord, Lord, I pray for us as a community, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would help us develop the skills necessary to spread our culture out into the world, the culture of your kingdom, God, coming to earth, Father. Father, help us to develop that culture that can change the world. Help us to develop community that changes communities. So in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.